The following couple of Mishnayas discuss which refers to something which is forbidden in benefit, which has been exchanged for something else. So there's a question as to whether the thing which it was exchanged for is also forbidden. And as well as that, these Mishnayas discuss which refers to that which grows from something which is forbidden to benefit from. And the question will be whether the prohibition to benefit applies to that which grows from it as well, or only to the original thing which was forbidden to benefit from. And there are several different ways of understanding these Mishnayas given amongst the Rishonim. We'll explain according to one of the explanations given. If somebody says, These fruit are forbidden upon me like a korban. So he's making a neder on specific fruit. And even if he says, or Then he makes a neder on them upon his mouth or for his mouth. Since he doesn't say explicitly that he is only forbidding himself to eat that produce, even if he mentions his mouth, that doesn't make a difference and the prohibition would be for any benefit. So in short, in any of these three cases, he has made a neder against certain fruit and to benefit from them in any way. Says the Mishnah, he is forbidden to benefit from that which it is exchanged for. If he goes ahead and, let's say, sells it, for example, he would be forbidden to benefit from that money, and from that which grows from it. If he plants it into the ground, then even that which grows anew from that original plant, from those seeds, or whatever it is, that would also be forbidden. And there are different explanations given. We are going to understand that it is because he made a neder on specific fruit, so we view it like hektish. In certain ways, a neder is very similar to hektish. In fact, it's so similar to hektish that the way that one makes a neder is by comparing it to a korban or to some other hektish item. And although regarding most things which are forbidden to benefit from, the chilufin and the gedulin are not forbidden, only the item itself is forbidden, nevertheless, the law with regards to hektish is that the chilufin and the gedulin are forbidden. Now, if one would make a neder against fruit in general, so then it is much less similar to hektish, because hektish is always on a specific item that you give that over to the base hamikdash. But since in our case he made a neder on specific things, so it has the same law as hektish, and therefore the chilufin and gedulin are forbidden. However, if the neder which he made was not on all benefit from that produce, but it was only regarding the benefit of eating or tasting that fruit, he makes a neder. So in that case, it's certainly not like hektish. And he is only forbidding the benefit of eating or tasting it. So certainly that is not relevant to the thing for which it is exchanged or something which grows from it. There you're not eating it or tasting it. So he'll be permitted to benefit and even to eat that which is exchanged for the original fruit or that which grows from it. However, regarding that which grows from it, that's not always the case. It's only with something whose seed disintegrates when it is planted into the ground and things grow from it. The original seed disintegrates. And that is the case with most produce. However, regarding something whose seeds do not disintegrate, so that means that the things which are growing from it are considered to just be an extension of the original seeds, as if it's sort of growing larger. After all, this is growing from the same seed. So in that case, even if you only made a neder not to taste it or eat it, this is part of it. And therefore, 
even that which grows from that which grows is forbidden. So not only that which grows from that seed itself, but even if you take that and replant it elsewhere, and something else grows from there, that would also be forbidden, because it is all viewed as being an extension of the original seed, and not just something new. Mishnah Zayin, a very similar Mishnah, one who says to his wife, the things which you make, your Maisio Daim, I am making a neder upon myself, that I cannot benefit from those things. The law is that anything which a woman makes automatically is owned by her husband. It's one of the rights which a man has over his wife. But he makes a neder that he's not going to benefit from her Maisio Daim. And even if he says something like, which implies perhaps that he's making a neder only regarding eating it, because he said it's a neder for my mouth, Nevertheless, since he did not specify that it's only regarding eating, we view that as a neder to forbid all benefit. And in this case too, it's considered to be a neder on specific things. Specifically, only her maisyodayim, he is forbidding upon himself. And even if she hasn't yet made something, even the things which we'll make in the future are included in the prohibition. Although they're not yet in the world, since he is forbidding it upon himself, and he himself is in the world, so he is able to create a neder on those objects which will be here in the future, since at least he is here at the moment. And again, since the neder is on a specific group of things, so it shares many of the laws of Hekdesh, including the fact that he is forbidden to benefit also from that which is exchanged for it, and from that which grows from it. But if he says that the neder is only that I'm not going to eat or taste it, of course we're talking about mice or dying, which are edible produce, then is permitted to benefit and to eat that which is exchanged for it, and that which grows from it, since he is not eating or tasting the thing itself, and the entire neder was only not to eat or taste that thing. But again, this is only with produce whose seed does disintegrate, and therefore that which grows from it is considered to be a new thing. However, when it comes to something whose seed does not disintegrate, so all that which grows from it is considered to be an extension of the original produce. And therefore, even that which grows from that which grows from it would still be forbidden, because it's all viewed as being as an extension of the thing which he forbade upon himself, so he may not eat that as well. Mishnah Ches, if somebody says to his wife, Shat Oisa, that which you make, your Maisyodayim, I'm making a neder that any oichel ada Pesach. I'm not going to eat any of that which you make, or produce, until Pesach. Or if he says, Shat Oisa, that which you make, any miskas ada Pesach. I won't use as clothing until Pesach. Let's say she weaves clothes, she weaves material. He makes a neder that he's not going to use that as clothing until Pesach. The halacha is that Ostalifnea Pesach, if she did produce Maisyodayim before Pesach, he would be permitted to eat and to cover himself with that Maisyodayim after Pesach. And the same goes for that which she makes after Pesach, of course. The point is, we view the Adha Pesach, the deadline of Pesach, it is clear from his statement that that is a deadline on the Neder itself, and not on the description of what he is making a Neder against. He's saying, I won't eat it until Pesach. Whereas in the next case, if he says, That which you make until Pesach, I won't eat. Or if he says, That which you make until Pesach, I won't cover myself with. If she made those things before Pesach, then it would be forbidden for him to eat or to cover himself with those after Pesach, because here it is clear from his statement that the Ada Pesach is not going on the deadline of the Neder. The Neder is that I won't eat it forever. 
What exactly won't I eat? That which you make until Pesach. So if she did produce it before Pesach, then it is forbidden for him to eat or to cover himself with that forever. So again, this is another example which we are seeing throughout these parochim, where each nether needs to be judged in itself. And based on Loshman and Odom, how people speak, we interpret what exactly is understood from his statement. Because technically speaking, even here, I could have changed it. I could have understood and read it slightly differently. I could have read it, that which you make, until Pesach I won't eat it. However, in Loshim and Odom, people don't generally speak like that. Rather, it's understood from his statement that he is saying, that which you make until Pesach, I will not eat. So I, th- I will not eat part is going really forever, without a deadline of Pesach. Mishra test. Now what happens if we are currently, let's say, in the month of Cheshvan? We're right after Sukkot. Sukkot is in Tishrei. The next month is Cheshvan. And somebody says to his wife, Sha'at nenis liada Pesach. I'm making a nedo that you may not benefit from me. Until Pesach, Pesach is in Nisan, generally five months after Cheshvan, unless it's a leap year. But he says to her that you may, I'm making a nedda that you may not benefit from me until Pesach. If you go to your father's house between now and Sukkot. So he's really saying that if you go within the next 11 months to your father's house, then you are forbidden to benefit from me for the next five months. Pesach. If she went to her father's house before Pesach, within the first five months, then Asurban Oseada Pesach, she is forbidden to benefit from him until Pesach. However, after Pesach, she would certainly be permitted to benefit from him because the neder's deadline was Pesach. The content and the condition of the neder was if she goes until Sukkot. But the deadline of the nether itself, the prohibition itself, was only until Pesach. So there's never going to be a prohibition to benefit from him after Pesach. Now, as well as this, any benefit which she did get from her husband from the time of the nether until she fulfilled this condition also now turns out to have been forbidden because the condition of the neder was fulfilled and so the neder began from the time of the neder. So the truth is, the Gemara says that as soon as such a neder is made, she is already from then, Midrabonon, forbidden to benefit from her husband in case the condition is fulfilled, in case she does go to her father's house within the next 11 months, which is relatively likely. She doesn't view that as a forbidden act. That's only the condition which will lead to a different forbidden thing. So she'd be less careful with that, and she might end up going to her father's house. And therefore, already from the beginning of the neder, she was forbidden to benefit from her husband in case the condition is fulfilled. Achra Pesach, but after Pesach, in a case where she had benefited from her husband before Pesach, then after Pesach, there is a prohibition of Beloyachel Devoroi. The Torah says that you cannot violate your word. Don't make your words unholy, mundane and unimportant. That's the prohibition of violating one's neder. And the point is, she is forbidden to go to her father's house until Sukkot. Because if she does, then it will come out retroactively that any benefit which she had from her husband until Pesach will come out as being forbidden. Right now, what happens if, again, we're standing in Cheshvan, right after Sukkot, and this time he switches around the deadline for the condition of the neder with the deadline of the neder itself. He says that the neder is Sha'at Nenis Liadechog, that you may not benefit from me until Sukkot. So this time the neder is for much longer, it's for 11 months. If you go to your father's house between now and Pesach, within the next five months, the whole of Pesach, and she went to her father's house before Pesach, Asurban Osadechog, she would be forbidden to benefit from him until Sukkot. 
And in this case, even if she doesn't fulfill the condition, she doesn't go to her father's house, because we're afraid that she might go to her father's house, he would, she would be forbidden to benefit from him until Pesach. However, after Pesach, since it's then too late to fulfill the condition, because the deadline for the condition was Pesach, so she would be permitted to benefit from him, as long as she did not go to her father's house before Pesach. And the Mishnah says, in any event, she is totally permitted to go to her father's house after Pesach, even because that means nothing. That is the condition. Going to her father's house is the condition which might possibly activate the neder. But the deadline for the condition was Pesach, so after Pesach, she may go to her father's house. And whether she will be permitted to benefit from her husband between Pesach and Sukkot, the last six months, would depend on whether she went to her father's house and fulfilled the condition between Cheshvan and Pesach.